Hey, everybody. Fun episode of the show. We are joined by Kix, where we talk about some Web3 gaming concepts like parallel trading card game and Rec League, which is minting today by Enway, big time game publisher in collaboration with Yuga Labs. ApeCoin is the currency of the game. So it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. They're targeting a $10 million raise. So we'll have to see if that uh, actually works for them. We also talk about Machi Big Brother owning a whole bunch of D-Gods and basically holding the project hostage just a little bit. Other than that, we have some fun uh, going over some Brian Johnson tweets. The free NFT password for today is coding25. That's thenifty.com slash claim. Password is coding25. Hope you enjoyed the show. So I actually had a refreshing uh, conversation with, uh, I guess, what we would call a quasi-normie uh, person yesterday in the sauna of all places. I know Kix likes uh, his sauna conversations regarding finance and things like that. But I uh, basically got to chatting with a guy in the sauna. He works in TradFi, asked me what I did, talked about the NFT stuff. Turns out he, he's a uh, buyer of Solana NFTs is his preference. He has an SMB. B, uh, Gen 3, he's not hands-on with it. He didn't know who Easy was, and he hasn't been like super involved over the past like six months. But he was like, I feel like right now is probably a really good time to buy because the space has been hit so hard. Nobody wants to buy NFTs right now. And he just like got it. And I feel like it was such a refreshing conversation compared to the typical normie conversation of like, oh, you have like a, an NFT business? Like, that's still a thing? Like, is that even an industry? Even good friends of mine basically feel like I have a lemonade stand for a business that's inevitably uh, going to zero because there's no crypto industry. So it was kind of cool to have someone actually understand it who comes from TradFi and didn't write it off. Uh, Kicks, I don't know if you've had any sauna conversations recently, but that was a good one for me. Unfortunately, haven't been able to get the sauna in over the past. Are you just going to die younger? It's no problem. I was actually thinking about going today, but I'm actually going to probably go golfing today, which is in this climate, an outdoor sauna, essentially, <laughs> uh, with a little added heat stroke in. So it's a, it's a nice added benefit. But I got to talk to my sauna guy anyways, because his last recommendation down about, Two and a half grand on. So, what was that random recommendation? Butterfly, some stupid AI, uh, med, uh, biotech shit. I don't, I can never get make money in biotech or medical stuff. You know, that's like all of those things. It's like either you lose all of your money or like a thousand X's. Like, it's, it's crazier than shit coins, like biotech and stuff like that. So, I, I, I need to just say no next time he has an idea like that. <laughs> Random stock picks probably aren't going to work out. You've been tweeting a lot about macro stuff. Uh, you've been tweeting, this is one of your favorite subjects, the similarities between right now's economy and the 1970s. Uh, also, one of your favorites, Michael Burry, brought his Twitter back and he shorted the stock market. You've been paying attention to this, Kicks? Yeah, yeah. And then some people flooded it and said that like, they like he, he like shorted it and they were saying like the amounts of the because sh he like shorted it via options and they're saying he didn't actually short as much. I don't really know. Um, I just basically tweeted this because I saw like four different headlines at the same time. It was like U.S. Uh, real estate market uh, hits new all time high in terms of prices. Then it was like grocery bills up more than uh, uh, like it is up not only like percentage wise, but like the highest percentage wise since earlier this year, car insurance rates, right? Which you think is like a pretty kind of standard thing. 
in terms of like how much car insurance appreciates every year. Highest inflation adjusted increase since 1976. Once again, the 70s, 1976. Highest increase since then, right? You see people all over TikTok that are saying they literally can't afford to live anymore, right? Like in uh, when you combine all of these different factors together, oh, and then Japan comes in with a GDP of 6%. And now the US is predicting a GDP of 5%. And when people hear that, they're like, whoa, that means the economy is really growing. No, no, no. With, when it cooks that hard, it usually means that inflation thing you've been trying to get rid of actually isn't you know, necessarily gone. So uh, you know, in, in the 1970s, it was because we were coming off of the gold standard, right? And and with this, we've been kind of uh, not coming off any standard, but we've- De-dollarization, baby. De-dollarization, exactly. So um, there's some parallels. Now, the entire world's different. Like back in the day, uh, it, during that time, it was hard assets that did well. So commodities, gold did well, right? Is now Bitcoin's time to really shine, right? This would be- is if, if Bitcoin is our generation's gold, because a lot of people like reply to me and they're like, ah, man, we think real estate is still the best investment or gold. I'm like, no, I just said that's what it was in the 1970s. Now use your own brain and try <laughs> to think what is the equivalent today, which could definitely be Bitcoin, especially with this Argentinian candidate. I, I'd like to get a beer with that guy, dude. Seen that guy's there? <laughs> I know Bitcoin good right now. He's the yeah, good you know what's You know what's going down in prices, though? televisions and computer monitors if you look at the comparative cost they're down year over year for like the last 19 years you can buy a tv cheaper than ever before yeah but that's common with all uh all, all tech computers um all, all of those things generally come down um in price but yeah like uh oh, another thing po you can feel this close to home i read a news article last week new york city rents hit all-time high the average rent in Brooklyn is four thousand three hundred and something dollars a month, and and people are trying to be like, ah, oh, now inflation's going away. Like, okay, yeah. Dude, my car insurance was so expensive this year that it's more expensive than the monthly payments on the car. I'm not kidding. Highest it, since I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, why would we keep the car if the insurance is more expensive? It's bizarre. Uh, you should yeah, be, be able to be so. uninsured. It'd be cheaper for you just to like pay if you fucking, you know, get into an accident. <laughs> exactly. Clemente, you were going to add? Oh, sorry, Sig. Yeah, I, I was just going to say I paid uh, $23 for three tacos last night. Um, they were super mid tacos. I was hungry afterwards. I didn't make myself a sandwich. Terrible experience. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm used to Chipotle. You pay uh, 10 bucks, just big ass burrito. No, it, not the same in New York City. Yeah, I mean, we got the cheesesteaks from Fedorov's the other day, Clemente. That was like 21 bucks a pop. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, you know, and, and Kicks brought up Argentina. People in the United States don't understand this because the United States has had, I mean, it's the global reserve currency, right? So there's been strong currency in the United States. And people in the United States don't pay attention to anything happening in any other part of the world. But Argentina, of all places, if you look up the history of Argentine pesos and the currency situation in Argentina, Argentine people understand uh, currency debasement and they understand the value of something like Bitcoin. Ask some people in Africa about currency debasement 
and, uh, you know, why there would be value in something like Bitcoin. Americans are probably still not going to do a single Google search and not realize that it's okay. There's a tiny, tiny percentage, maybe 1% of you Americans out there that will actually do that lookup and, and try to understand the history of some of these countries' currencies and why you would want a hard currency, an actual hard currency like Bitcoin that no one entity can control true decentralization uh, and a hard limit to supply. Anything else you've been thinking about, Kix? Because it seems like you've been thinking about this stuff a lot. Yeah, only other thought was some guy was like, yeah, I, I like investing in lithium more than uh, Bitcoin and listed all these reasons. And all I got to say to that is there ain't going to be a Bitcoin asteroid that you can mine. That's not how that works, right? Probably mine lithium one day. Bitcoin's better than lithium. End of story. P, I'm with you, man. Riding Bitcoin to Valhalla. Are you, though? Not really. I, <laughs> I figured you weren't. You just can't figure it out, man. Just buy it and don't sell it. I know. It's it's hard. I, I'm holding some. I thought about selling it yesterday, but I'm growing up, so I didn't. What, what would possibly possess you to sell Bitcoin yesterday? Like, what event would make you be like, yeah, I think today's a good time to hit the sell button? I don't know. There's some FUD in the newspapers, man. I was thinking about just ripcording everything, you know? <laughs> Who cares? I, like, how much Bitcoin could you possibly have that you had to no, sell? This Argentinian yesterday? guy saved my ass because I, I, as soon as I thought to sell, I just played a video by him, and he was like, "The U.S. dollar, bullshit. This bullshit. You know, the fiat bullshit. Monetary system bullshit." Well, Bitcoin. Kicks, Argentina's applying for the BRICS too, baby. The BRICS is heating up. I'm a BRICS maxi. That's part of what was getting me to fud. Was like, yeah, uh, United uh, uh, China Treasuries. U.S. Treasury, 15-year low. Japan, selling them. Uh, and then uh, like eight Arab countries applied to join the BRICS. Like, I think we may have fucked up this time. Arab. 45 countries have applications to join the BRICS. I think we may have fucked up. I think we overextended our dollar hand on, on this last hurrah when we printed a bunch of it. So We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I mean, I think back to post-FTX debacle, end of last year, beginning of this year. Uh, I remember Nick was trading crypto a lot on the show. I think Easy was right there with him. They were pulling up charts of Bitcoin. Bitcoin was like at 18K. And Nick was like, yeah, this chart you know, looks good. It's going to go up. Uh, I'm always buying Bitcoin. So as you can imagine, in one exchange, I was accumulating some Bitcoin and I bought it around like 18K, 19K. Then it ran from like 18K, 19K to 22K in a relatively short period of time. And Nick and Easy were like celebrating on the show. They were like, yeah, we were right about the technicals. It went up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, look at that. Well, I guess I'll sell this, this Bitcoin that I accumulated between 18 and 19K in this one exchange at 22K. And I, I got a gain. And like, look at that. That. Was that a good move? It's worth way more money now. I don't understand. Like, what was the point of me selling it? Like, I don't really understand. It would have been better to just hold it until and now. If you sell, you got to pay taxes on it unless you're uh, a tax evader. Yeah, I don't really. Well, on an exchange, you can't evade taxes. They report it to the government. So, yeah, I don't really understand. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to discuss the latest developments in the D Gods Machi dilemma, the upcoming Rec League mint happening today, and the state of Web3 gaming with our very own kicks. Before we get into that, let's tackle this weather report. Signal, please take it away. Yeah. Um, 
GM, everyone. Today is a Thursday, August 17th. You've got uh, market volume at 13.7 million, Blur at 7.7, OpenSea at 3.9. On to leaders, not much change. Biggest one taking the brunt is really Deagles. They're down at 4.4. Uh, but we have seen um, ladies now climb up to 4.2. Just been that steady rocket over the over the last couple of months. Over the past 24 hours, it's still Deagles in the main headlines. This time, it's because the floor dipped all the way down to sub for ETH yesterday before ZK Shark, ZK Shark tweeted that despite not liking Machi Big Brother at all, he is willing to buy 200 D-Gods from him and lock them up for six months. And for Machi, he needs to come back with a number as to what he's willing to sell them for. Several other large D-Gods whales stepped in, including Pimp Capital and Poke. They also said that they would be willing to buy those D-Gods off Machi. Machi has about 400 D-Gods right now. Floor looking good. It rebounded up to 4.5 ETH on the news before settling at 4.4. We are still waiting for Matchy to respond to uh, ZK Shark's message. Apparently, he's been online, but he hasn't said anything. On to football and Wagme United has shared a statement addressing the recent rug allegations, tweeting for the first time in two months. They're right, uh, they wrote that nothing could be further from the truth. Well, they concluded by saying that they are evaluating a way to provide ongoing value to holders that also respects the local Crawley Town supporters, honors the traditions of the club and also expands its appeal to new fans around the world. Seems like a small task for a team in their current league. Ledger has also announced integration of PayPal into their Ledger Live feature, allowing users to buy crypto with PayPal and get it immediately into self-custody. For now, that feature is only available to US residents. And then lastly, Rec League Mint begins today at 12 p.m. Eastern with 25,000 Majestic boxes for sale at 158 each and 5,000 booster boxes available for 58 each. The rarity of the boxes will be revealed later this month on August the 24th and can be open starting September the 14th. Users will be able to create their mechs using part. So you'll be able to create your mechs using the parts from the box and compete in a leaderboard tournament when the game goes live on September the 14th. That is all for today. It is back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report as usual signal. Uh, some updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Go to the nifty.com and subscribe. You need to have an account at the nifty.com to claim today's free NFT that is launching later on in the show on the platform. So go to the nifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com to register. Uh, D-God's co-founder, Finn has announced his resignation from the D-Gods team, citing that the transition out of the company began in early July and has nothing to do with the recent events. Sotheby's has concluded their Grails Part 4 auction, featuring nearly a million in sales across the 22 lots sold, including six-figure sales for the usual suspects, Fidenzas, Ringers, and a CryptoPunk. These Fidenzas, Ringers, and CryptoPunks are continuing to sell at traditional art world auction houses for significant sums. Shout out to Brian Brigman, friend of the show, a friend of ours who looks like dropped a, uh, a little Nimbud sale in there as well. Very, very cool stuff. 
Uh, Brian is watching live. Mm, I wonder, he said, oh, wow, I'm awake early enough to watch this. You knew we were going to talk about this, I bet, Brian. So you wanted to watch it. That's very vain, Brian Brinkman. Yeah, mm-hmm, here he is saying, hey, that's me. We, we get it, Brian. We get it. Anyway, artist Slime Sunday, very talented, has announced a, an art drop called The Great Purge, which is going to be on base. The Coinbase Layer 2 blockchain taking place in four days, August 21st. Fun fact, uh, Slime Sunday is from Boston, where I'm from. A very talented collage artist. Collage artwork is insanely challenging, and he is top, top tier in my book. The drop is going to allow users to burn NFTs in exchange for a new NFT with the aim of ridding the space of bad actors in the NFT space. Uh, Well, good luck with that, Slime Sunday. I'm pretty sure the bad actors aren't going anywhere, but it's a very cool drop. Um, Memeland has unveiled another round of new traits for male captains continuing to iterate on their customizable smart profile picture rollout. What's up, Clemente? Have you used, have you gone into this at all? Uh, PO or easy? You guys tried it? Yeah, I've tried it. It's cool. It's simple. It's seamless. Updates the metadata as well, which is pretty cool. I think they did a very good job with this. It's just going to be really interesting to see how they continue to expand it and make it like a, an interesting move for the wider audience outside the space. Do they all have six packs or can, is there Every single one is jacked. None of them has like a nice gut, which honestly I feel marginalized against because like, Same. yeah. It was a comment, it's a comment saying they weren't body positive. Yeah, they're not body positive. Who said that? Wait, wait, go. go. Let, me, let me see that. Uh, that comment. tweet. I'll find it. They were like, this isn't body positive. Like we need to make the captain. I don't even believe that that person was serious. I'm about to sick Brian Johnson on him to talk about that. And we'll figure out whether uh, that's going to elongate your life. Um, look, we'll get into the, the D gods situation. We'll cover it quick before Nick comes back. Cause I know he doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, so easy. Do you want to let us know basically in the last 24 hours, you got a co-founder Finn, one of the, you know, a co-founder announced his departure from the team unrelated to recent events. We had a potential local bottom at 3.9 ETH. ZK Shark tweeting that he wanted to buy 200 D-Gods off him with all that guap that he made off of Ordinal Maxi Biz. He's rich now. Um, Pimp Capital, big D-Gods whale, uh, chimed in to buy 200. Yeah, so you had 200 from ZK, 200 from Pimp, 100 from Pokey, 50 from two other X plus D-God holders. So basically you're... Got a 600 buy commitment, which would be 200 additional buys than Machi's 400. However, the sentiment seems to be that Machi's enjoying this uh, this little bit of a press. Oh, it's funny, getting. man! That that window shopper meme is hilarious. Like that's so funny. Dropped a banger. Dropped a like banger, I gotta dude. say, he, he dropped a banger with that one. I was like, damn. All right, got him. Um, but I don't think Machi sells these to people. Like I think Machi enjoys holding them and knowing that he has this power over the D God ecosystem at the moment. I continue my belief, like you just gotta let this pan out. We know what this does, we know how it works, we know how it flows. So why not just let let, let a system play out how it how it's gonna play out? You know it's inevitable. And that's the tougher part is if Machi does not come to terms with this, I think we end up seeing negative price action on D gods from here. Someone did step up and put a hundred bids, I think at four, on D gods. Oh so wow. Like there is some level. Yeah, so I think there is some level of bid wall now. And ZK commented like eye emojis on the tweet. So the, the speculation is that it's ZK. Obviously, no confirmation on this. So we're just kind of waiting to see what actually happens there. You, you did see Machi sell about 40 into Blurbids at about 4.4 in the last couple of hours. So he's, he's slowly getting rid of him. He's got 360 left. 
And he made off all forty. He made sixteen ETH off that, something like that. <laughs> he made point four per. Yeah, it's a lot of he risk. Well, I mean, yeah, dude, nothing like a nothing like a sixteen thousand ETH risk to make sixteen a one percent gain. <laughs> electric, I, I love it here. <laughs> Got the question marks next to his realized PNL. Everybody yeah. does now. No, everyone does now. So they, they did that because of blend, because they're like, we can't accurately accurately compute this because blend shifts it too much. So that's, that's the other tough. concern is like a bunch of blend farmers as well also dump some of their loans into Machi on this. So yeah, it, it's we'll see what happens with this. I think obviously the speculation is like, where do we go from here? What's the what's the course of action? I think it just needs to play out how it's gonna play out, and I don't think there's much value in like chasing it one way or the other. Kicks, when you were uh, at the top of your game, blur wasn't a thing. This wasn't a thing. What do you make of it? Like, how do you think through, uh, you know, Machi just holding up? Pro- I mean, people are saying he's holding the project hostage. That's one way to look at it. I mean, what, what do you think about this? He's buying a bunch of them. I'm assuming we're about, oh, you froze for a second. I thought we were going to lose you. But what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> people... People were able to do this before Blur. I mean, Pranksy owned like uh, over a thousand board APIA club. <clears throat> he put like a massive wall at like two ETH for the like for weeks that like people had to like buy through. And then once once he sold off his whole stack board APIA club, that's when it went like up only to forty ETH. Um, so like, there's it, it, there's always been the ability for people to accumulate a large amount of supply. And then can they have some sort of influence over your project? Like, sure. But I mean, that's like literally the nature of NFTs of the marketplace. You can't, you can't control. There's no application process on secondary of who can get in and how much they can buy. So this is just normal market dynamics to me. Honestly, I just, I can't give a shit, dude. I'm so, I'm so over the, the, this, you know, this uh, like PFP cloud, you know, meta posturing doing this whatever you know it's just it's so boring now we've been doing this thing for like a year you know what i mean it's like watching tmz you know what i mean it's just there's like always drama there's always drama like i just want to i i'm just interested in the the cool stuff going on so like this this i'm like i i I, i've always liked d gods and i've always liked frank so I, i hope it like works out for him and you know they're they're able to you know keep on going, but like this is like TMZ, you know what I mean? I don't I don't like watching TMZ. It gives me anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what were they really doing? I don't know. And dude, people are like, they they, they act like the it worse than CNN viewers. Like, you know what I mean? Like they flip flop so much. Like two weeks ago, Frank was like the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight champion, and then now like this, everyone's dunking on him. It's just like have have like a consistent. Viewpoint for once in your life. <laughs> I love the take kicks. Love it. Signal. Any thoughts on the Machi Frank D God situation? Yeah, there's, there's blood in the water. The sharks are circulating. It's just, it's, it, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing that can be done here. I just think they're seeing a sign of weakness in D God's Machi is taking uh, advant like advantage of it. Um, and look, it's it's really good for the D God's community that they even have these whale profiles that want to come in and try and save the project. Um, that's something that you don't really see across many collections, like whales coming in and just trying to do these OTC deals um, on Twitter. But I agree with um, Kicks here. It just becomes like, yeah, TMZ drama, and you're a bit like, okay, so let's fo- like let's focus on the cool stuff that's happening in the space right now because th- like this is being dragged out quite a lot, and um, 
I would call this eggplant season. I really would. This is an eggplant story. Like if you haven't heard my analogy on this, August, that time of year where the best news is the biggest eggplant was grown in Wisconsin. It is now in the Guinness Book of Records. And that is the main headline of the season. And we're currently, we're currently seeing that now in PFPs. Um, so once we move past this, it's going to be all good. Everyone will go back to building September. Get those butts back onto the desk and start working. Less drama. We need butts and seats. Butts and seats is what we need. There you go. Well, look, moving on to this parallel trading card game. I want to go to Kix, obviously. He's been very active in the parallel trading card game since uh, since the last time you've been on the show. You've been tweeting a lot. You're obviously the CEO of a gaming entity in the Web3 space yourself. What's going on here? Yeah, so parallel, um, it's, a, it's a card game very similar to... Magic the Gathering or Hearthstone, those types of card games. There's a lot of people that like card games. There's a lot of people that don't. But like, in terms of um, the gaming space, it's a very big niche. And the people in that space spend a lot of money. Like, You don't play card games and just like buy a $60 Xbox game and that's it. No, like you, you constantly are dumping money um, into the game. So uh, Parallel has been around since 2021. Some of you that are NFT traders may have traded some of their their packs or their boxes. I remember like minting some of their boxes and flipping them for a profit. But earlier this month, they finally came out of alpha and launched their closed beta where you can actually go in and play the game and see like whether it's a good game or not. So I was able to get into the closed beta and actually play the game. Um, and it's really fun. I played a lot of card games in my days. I played Magic the Gathering extensively. I played Hearthstone extensively. And I played a lot of Web3 card games. There's a lot of Web3 card games. And none of them stuck for me. None of them were like, this is really polished. This is like a good game. I can actually see people like really playing it. This was the first thing that like did it for me. This is the first Web3 game that I actually was like, I could see myself playing this for the next five years. Not like nonstop, but like on and off. When I play card games, I play them for like two months. Then I take like a six-month break. Then I play them for two months. Um so I started researching it just like more and more and, and seeing a lot of people like actually enjoy the game, not, not trying to like sell a narrative, like, no, you're going to like this game, man. And you're going to make a lot of money playing this game. Like no one's talking about making money playing the game. It's people like talking about actually having fun playing the game. And so I play probably 30, 40 parallel matches. Like it's definitely my number one card game out there right now. And the thing is strategically, Hearthstone and Magic the Gathering, they've both pivoted to where you actually don't own your cards in those games. So Magic the Gathering... In the digital the version game, of those games? Yeah. So in the digital version of Magic the Gathering, way back in the day, you owned your own cards. And you could sell them like pretty much like NFTs. At, uh, Mount Gox was originally Magic the Gathering online exchange. Yes. And then they... So they were, they were tr selling Magic the Gathering cards, and then they pivoted into Bitcoin. Um but with their new product, Magic the Gathering Arena, which came out a couple of years ago, they completely eliminated that. So you don't own your own cards anymore. You can't trade cards with other people. So Parallel has a real chance to come out as like the digital card trading game that you actually have ownership of your cards, which is perfect alignment with NFTs. So I play the game for a week and I basically said, if, if I play this game and like after a week, I want to go back and play the other games I play, then I'm not going to invest in this game and i played it for a week and i'm still playing it now two weeks later so i bought um some of their prime token 
which has been doing quite well. Um, and yeah, man, it's just nice to be in Web3 gaming and finally have like a Web3 game that I'm actually, as a gamer, generally interested in. And so it makes the the <coughs> buying and holding of the token a lot easier because I'm not just trying to dump on someone. I'm not like, oh, I'm just going to dump on the next idiot and get out of this thing before everyone realizes it's a shit game. 15% of your crypto holdings is in the prime token. That feels a little, little uh, strong to me. Wow. That's a lot. Um, I guess. So is this on layer one? Is this a layer one game? Prime tokens on layer one. Some of their cards, a lot of their NFTs are on Ethereum. The issue is, is that a lot of cards naturally aren't supposed to be worth a lot of money, right? So like there's a lot of cards that should be worth one, two, three dollars, but Ethereum gas is like six dollars. So like that's a non-starter. So they recently did a partnership with base and some of their cards are on base. My guess is eventually they're going to make it so that you can like bridge your decks over to base so that you can trade on base. Because on base, it actually makes sense. Like if I want to go buy five cards that are a dollar each, I'll pay 10 cents in gas, but I'm not going to pay $8 in gas on Ethereum to buy a, a card. But they've, they've blended web two and web three really well. So like this game's going to go into open beta at the end of the month. You can play it for free and you can play it without any crypto. You can play it without any NFTs. You can actually build your whole deck without any NFTs. You can buy with a credit card stuff in their game to buy like to buy packs and open cards. The thing is, is those cards aren't tradable. You only can use them yourself. So there's an incentive still to have the NFTs on the cards you really like because then you can actually trade them. But they've they bridged it very well where lots of just Web2 card gamers can play this game and not even know that there's NFTs. But it, it draws you into wanting NFTs because when you're in ranked mode, you can earn prime, but you can only earn prime if you have NFTs in your deck. And the higher percentage of your deck that is NFTs, the more prime that you can earn. So you can play ranked mode just with all the cards that you bought with your credit card. Um, you're just not going to earn prime. So they, they have a really good like tokenomic structure. And can you, uh, so if you're buying the NFTs, is there incentive to like, you know, make the cards better and then sell them? Is that something that, or like, how does that work? Yeah, no, cards stay static in the game. So there's no way you can like pump or improve your, improve your cards. Um, but yeah, so, but like the, the cards are, when I look at it, like the cards are for playing, right? So I'm not trying to speculate on the cards. Like if you wanted to speculate on the cards, you could like, maybe buy like a, a rare card back or something like this, uh, something like that. But those are already pretty expensive. The thing with like, we know with NFTs, like people kind of front run the speculation, right? So like when I looked at like, I want to play this game, but I also want to have some exposure to the upside of this game, I, I decided on the Prime token. And so that's why I bought some. Oh yeah, and last thing, you know, everybody, uh, people that are in crypto, people that are in Web3, the number one question that the majority of people that participate is, is like, how do I make money? How do I make money? How do I make money? So they make money in this <clears throat> by performing well in the card game and yielding the prime token. Is that how you quote unquote make money? Yeah. I mean, that's like one way like a gamer could make money, but then in order to do that, you have to go buy the NFT. So like, you can't just like play this game and make money. You can just play this game and have fun. But if you want to make money, you have to like invest in the ecosystem. You have to buy NFTs to, to make money. So it's it's pretty balanced that way. But like, I'm just playing the game to have fun. I'm not I'm not like, oh, I want to rank up to like make a bunch of prime. <clears throat> They've also designed it so it's not like 
you could play Prime and make three thousand dollars, or play Parallel and make three thousand dollars a day off of Prime. It's not like that kind of Ponzi-nomics kind of structure. Like if you're grinding the shit out of Prime, maybe you'll make five bucks, you know, or or ten bucks or something like that. Like, um, so it, you should play the game to ha- if you want to have fun. I think it, um, personally, but also I think that in terms of their the market cap of Prime versus a lot of other Web3 gaming projects out there. It's pretty low, I think, personally, compared to some other projects out there. So we've been talking about gaming being the next cycle, gaming being the next cycle. So I was like, here's finally like an opportunity that I have conviction in. So, And 15% sounds like a lot, but like, I, I don't have like an absolute shit ton of money in crypto right now. Um, like, So it's like, you know, but it's a pretty decent conviction bet for sure. Yeah, easy. You've been paying attention to this thing? And all over the timeline, like I had posted yesterday that I felt that the games, like that the gaming wave was going to start to ramp here. And a lot of people just obviously tagged a million games that they have investments in. And everyone was like, why are you talking about Prime or Parallel so Alpha? Bad, yeah. Oh my so God. So annoying. I, I mean, the one positive of it was like a bunch of really cool games did reach out and share like game previews and documents and all these things that like I ended up having some time to research and got me really interested and excited because like there's a lot of people working on stuff. But obviously, like I called out Zynga. I called out Rec League, which is minting today. I called out Parallel Alpha. And the thing was, like, the Parallel Alpha one, a lot of people were asking, like, why would you mention Parallel Alpha? And I was just kind of like, because it's all the gaming ecosystem is talking about and playing right now. Like, every crypto and NFT gamer, Web3 gamer, is either live streaming this game, tweeting about it, or talking about it. So I haven't played it yet. I need to. I've talked to Jonah about it. I had a really good conversation. I, I was going to ask, has our buddy Jonah been talking about it? Yeah, he's a big fan of it. Even he's like, and normally Jonah fuds games. Like he's known as like the the negative. He, fan he's cri- he's critical. He's and I mean, For has sure. he really been that? Excuse me, has he really been that wrong about the stuff that he's been critical on? No, and you need that contrarian take, especially when the timeline's hyper bullish. And he openly says too, like I'm a contrarian take on a lot of this stuff. But he's enjoyed parallel. Like has openly said, I enjoy p- parallel, and has been a fan of playing it. And when I talked to, there was like a late space. There was only like a hundred people in it, but I joined because it was Jonah. Gabe Layden and Igor Letterman just talking gaming. And I was like, I want to talk to these guys about this. So I hopped on and we were just talking about gaming. And they were basically like, this is how, this is exactly what we saw when we were in mobile and free to play gaming was you just need one or two games to hit. And then everyone just copies the playbook. And then a new iteration comes out. Then everyone copies that playbook. He's like, gaming producers and publishers don't care about being first. They just care about getting a piece of the pie when it is a sustainable business model. And he's like, I genuinely think Parallel can do that and think that they can open up the floodgates after we've seen Axie and uh, what we're going to see potentially from Zynga here as well with Play Sugar Town. So there's some really cool things happening that I think has a lot of people excited, but it is still just like obviously cautiously optimistic, I think is probably the best way to put this, because we are just waiting to see like what happens with these games, where does this go, what actually gets some level of staying power and has people truly excited is still to be determined. Yeah, I listened a little bit of that uh, space also. It was pretty interesting to hear Gabe, you know, just talk about different stuff. He was, this is a little bit off topic, but uh, we'll, we'll move on to Rec League in just a second. But Gabe was talking about how basically like children right now, and, and I'll lean on kicks, I guess, because he's got two, a couple of little ones. Uh, th- the content they consume is just weird. In the sense that, like, they'll just watch a video of someone ju- like a, jumping off of a ramp on a motorcycle, like f- the same video, like fifty times in a row, instead of watching, like, you know, a, an episode of a TV show that has actual story. 
uh, kicks. Is that is that like true? Is that a thing? Yeah, dude. Like I'm deep into mini uh, kitchens. So like they have mini cake decorating um, where like they're using like really miniature things and they have like <clears throat> a miniature bunch and burner and they can like cook gelatin on it. And are the kids watching beer. other kids do it or doing it themselves? No, it's Asian adults doing it. Okay, interesting. And and the kids are like watching videos of other kids opening presents and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, so you've never seen this, Pio? Like some some of these, uh, like this. This was like a main thing just for like YouTube conversations. What's the biggest? Oh, I'm, cut the watermelon! I'm I'm blanking on the uh, biggest channel, but like there's Ryan's all sorts. Boys. Yeah, that that one, and it's really just like. It's odd. There was also uh, an issue there for a while where some of the channels were injecting like violent, random yeah. like segments yeah. in yes. there. It'd be like a yeah. random clip halfway through where a murder would happen, and then Jesus. it would go back to the kids thing, and it was like, yeah, like well, Daniel, what is going on? Daniel posted, "My kid watches hamster mazes. So does my kid. And sometimes the hamster mazes they have like really fucking creepy like monsters in it that like." chase after the hamsters i don't like that shit so i always watch what they're watching to make sure there's not some you know creepy pedophile shit <laughs> okay all right anyway i should have known not to go down this direction you got nick on the show bringing up the disturbing stuff immediately let's get let's move on to I rec mean, league no, i dude please we're moving dude, on these to are the only channels that i watch dude this is like this is good content right here man look Oh, the hamster's doing something. I mean, this actually is pretty good. Oh, I, the hamster's making his bed. Yeah, the, now he's looking outside where he can never go. I can understand the hamster running around an obstacle course, you know, because I watch like videos of pit bulls sometimes, right? Where the pit bulls just like running around and stuff. <laughs> At least it's an animal They're doing just interesting things. These effects with puffs of smoke randomly. Did you see the edit on that? Yeah, the it was also getting stoned. It was also cutting mm. from 16 angles like real quick all on the same like they just set up they're like okay, here's the here's the key thing. We need 10 cameras like encircling this different thing so we can just cut between the hamster like see the punch in, they're going to get another angle that there's the puff of smoke. I I don't know, it just seems like there's a lot of uh, uh, motion. And this action. is where ah lost signal as uh, soon as she started to speak. Look at this. I, I would have know. said it like two weeks ago in a crypto space. This is the direction I would have hoped they would have gone as a business, as opposed to just putting in fake footage. Because if they're running around an obstacle track like this, this is actually interesting. Because then you can bet on their athletic ability to win a race. But uh, unfortunately, it turned out to be a rug. But this is this is. This is the potential that the game could have had. Oh, yeah. The camera style is uh, it reminds me of like a Nickelodeon TV show where they're actually following kids through an obstacle course. Yeah, I forget what that they, was called. I know exactly. Summer Sanders hosted it. I know exactly what you're talking Legends about. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Is that what it was well, called? There's a bunch of them. That's one of them. There's, there's so. There wasn't just one show on Nickelodeon. Um, there's only one. <laughs> there's Double Dare would have been another oh, one. Oh, another banger. I remember that one. But yeah. The, there was also American Gladiators has some of this style as well, at least on obstacle course related things. Um, but the, the way that they follow along from 
like point of view style over the shoulder of the of like, the person is pretty good. Yeah, definitely pretty good. I'm mad at the signal just brought up the hamster racing people that launched the crypto token. I'm mad at those people because they could have actually done something interesting and could have kept it going and had a functioning business. But they were like, we're just going to rug like everybody else. We're not going to work. I mean, come on now, guys. We're not going to work. We got to take a couple hundred thousand bucks and that's good enough for us. Anyway, Rec League, uh, easy the mints today at noon, 25,000 majestic boxes, 5,000 booster boxes. You're excited about this game. This is the Yuga Labs partnership release. What's going on? Yeah, so this is made by Enway. They have an existing Power Rangers fighting game on mobile, and I guess it's basically a reskin of that, utilizing Yuga assets. There's going to be additional like characters involved in it. 25,000 NFTs dropping today at 158. 5,000 booster packs at 58. The only claims today are for CODAs. Mutant apes, dogs, and board apes have claims later, which right there's another 30,000 assets. So we're looking at about 60,000 boxes for this. So I think they're definitely leaning way more into the wide volume, low cost style of thing here, which will be really interesting. I don't know how well this is going to work out. I mean, 150 ape is what, like 200 bucks right now? 300 bucks, a casual $10 million mint for a Street Fighter game. Let's see how it goes. And it's a game that's already live is the thing. I want to play the game, but like I forgot to sign up for the mint. You can also, so the other thing that's crazy, each mint can mint up to 15. So like, yeah, it's, it's not a low number. Like that's the thing. Like each individual can mint 15 of these things. That's, that's some cheddar, man. I'll tell you that much like that. You 4,500 bucks a person right now. I don't know how this is going to do on secondary. I'm tempted to buy one. Someone had offered to give me a spot because they only want to get three. But I'm sitting here like, ah, oh, dude, I just want to play the game. Like, that's it. I think that the price of these isn't going to be like a flip. And how, okay, so I got a question. So this is in partnership with Yuga, but the, the company making it is what? Enway. So Enway. it's a separate company. And Amoka owns Enway. Okay. Which is a reason that the ApeCoin is going to be used for it. That's like a, a big part of this is that ApeCoin's being used because obviously Animoca has invested interest in ApeCoin for this initial mint. I think I'm, I'm, would it surprise me if we see like a 10% royalty on top of this? Not at all. You know? <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, it's not we'll even bullish for ape because they're going to, they're just going to dump the shit out of it. And sell the ape for USDC, right? I'm not yeah, focused on, so. I'm not focused on the Yuga side as much as I'm focused on the Enway side. Does Enway have successful game titles under its belt already? Yeah, they have yeah. over 100 million downloads on this Power Rangers version of this game. Okay. Um, and they're like known for mobile street fighting games. So they have an extensive backlog of mobile games where that's why I'm sitting here like this doesn't feel like a terrible move if you actually want to play the game. You know what I mean? Like that's how I'm looking at this. I'm like, yeah, this this feels like there could be something here as far as what it is. I don't have a great answer for you, but it feels like there could be something. It feels like there could absolutely be something. Uh, yeah, you haven't played Battle Palooza. One of Enway's greatest games. I you haven't played Olympic Jams, Olympic Games Jam Beijing 2022, Pia. So I love to see the numbers. Uh, 50 million plus downloads confirmed on that Power Rangers version of this game. Love to see it. Do we know revenue numbers? Because the way I'm thinking about this is you guys just pointed out this could be a $10 million mint. If this is a $10 million mint and that $10 million is significant, I don't know if the Power Rangers game has made $10 million. I don't know if it's made $100 million. I don't know if it's made $5 million, right? But if this $10 million is is a notable amount of revenue, that could get the gears turning on other game publishers that aren't taking Web3 seriously right now. You know what I mean? 
Like, I don't know what you guys yeah. think of. Yeah, I, I just think it's right now we're seeing this actual rollout of games. You know, like, finally. It took us this long, and now we finally have an opportunity to see games coming to life. Who knows how much adoption and involvement it gets? That's, like, the real tough answer here. I'm hoping for something, but uh, it's it's almost impossible to say. Because, like, are you going to market to your existing audience and tell them that they have to buy a $300 thing to play the game? Like, that becomes inherently more difficult. There has to be a free-to-play option in order to attract anybody from their existing audience. So you're kind of in this, like, this pickle to see what's actually going to go down with it. I mean, that kicks his point. Like, it's a $10 million raise in a bear market, all done in Ape. And you actually have, like, a delayed mint for Kennels, Mutants, and Bored Apes for their free claim. Only Codas have the free claim. So I think you're kind of relying on a large Ape purchase power here from people who hold ApeCoin already. We'll see what I mean. This is actually pretty damn fascinating for me to see if this if they can pull off a ten million dollar mint for a game by a game publisher that already has had success. Nick, you've been playing all these games. You played Dookie Dash. You played the robot clean up the oil game. Heavy metal. Uh, are you going to play Rec League? Why, why wouldn't you if you played the other ones? Uh, that one is a fighter game, though. I. Heavy metal was not well. I, I didn't love heavy metal. I went through back and forth on that one. Um, I enjoyed ones which were in browser um, while I could sit at my computer and doing work and take a break and just do something. And that was something I actually liked about heavy metal. I didn't like the gameplay specifically, um, but I liked the fact that it was sort of this passive thing that I could uh, play. Um, a lot of the games that I've been like, I've been testing a bunch of different things. The, uh, you like the bit life bit life one that easy had me play was interesting. Um, it reminds me heavily of a lot of the early Facebook games, which were like essentially replicas of bulletin board system games from the eighties, essentially, um, where it was all just text-based and it'd be like, you ran it. You stumbled across a rock. What are you going to do, basically? And then you like select one of the given options. And I think uh, like sort of choose your own adventure style um, uh, uh, prompts. So I, I don't know. I, I think that side in terms of gameplay, that doesn't say anything about like the market side of things, which is really like, yeah, inevitably some of these are going to uh, pan out. Um what you're showing here, Clemente, is not the game that I'm. Uh, well, that's part of it, but that's not the the, the most of the gameplay for uh, BitLife. How was you escaping prison? <laughs> that, that that was like a mini game within the game. Um, this so, BitLife thing is weird. Well, dude, I, it's a simulator. Like the the bottom line is like in a lot of the games, I think are sim. Like there's a ton of simulator style games. Uh, that exist, this is a more accurate reflection. Where, like, as you increase your age, although this guy's not actually doing anything in his life. Um, <laughs> so he's almost a thousand years old? I don't know how that happened, but maybe this person is just showing that they hacked the game. Brian Johnson. Um, this is, they basically implemented the Brian Johnson modal or mo uh, mode on BitLife and hacked the system. But um, basically, this person, the, the bottom line is, I, I don't know. For me personally, I think that I, I like something that's a little more passive. 
um, and not active and I can like do like in my free time or if I want to take a break, I hope that they succeed with this. I hope Enway um, is able to get installs. I don't know if uh, Yuga has any incentive to drive installs to this. Ultimately, the name of the game with all these games, with, with like all mobile games, is just getting installs, and uh, and so they do cross uh, cross app ads is like the big driver of installs, um, as well as promoting your own network of games, which is really the, the what the bigger players have. Like Fortnite could launch another game and just drive traffic immediately to another. Um, Supercell has product. 5 billion downloads. Yeah, yeah, but they also have a bunch of different games, mm. which yeah, are Supercell successful. Yeah, Supercell's the go. They're like the number one mobile studio all time, for sure. I'd be interested across how many users that is, um, that they have those. Uh, well, they've downloads. made over a billion on like each of their games. So they've made like $5 billion. Damn. Small, small, small players in this uh, ecosystem. Yeah. And they don't even have like yeah they 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 like say they like trash like ninety percent of their ideas you know they're very they they do it right for sure they they're, they're quality over quantity kicks do you at crypto raiders trash ninety percent of the ideas no <laughs> no we, we ship everything <laughs> we just come up with a good idea and we're like yeah that's good enough <laughs> no <Yeah>. strategy. <laughs> You got Yeah, you have a game coming out, right? Midnight Heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight Heist for sure. What's I'm going so excited about this? That. I'm so excited. What? What is it? You kidnap it's someone like a, at midnight. What do you do? Exactly, dude. Uh, it's it's like a, a a player versus player like tactics game, like strategy game. So you're you're basically going up against an opponent, um, and you're both trying to build the 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 best team with the best uh, strategy, and then you like duke it out on a map. So. Nick's funny bone is tickled. Nick, what's going on, big dog? <laughs> Some guy while I was talking, I was thinking the same thing as the commenter. who's like riveting story. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this either. So I'm like, this person is spot on. I'm not I'm I not apologize. gonna apologize. I went to bed I too. I take responsibility for the show uh, today because I went to bed a little bit later than usual. And like Brian Johnson says, the single biggest ROI that you get is on a good night's sleep. And uh, yeah, I watched an episode of Beef. Very good show starring Ali Wong, among others. Uh, very strong starring show. Ali Wong. <laughs> no, you know why you can't. You're having a. You have throat issues. It's because throat issues. You're seeking on the. Oh, you got throat issues. I'm broadcasting an hour a day to thousands. You're talking about throat it's issues. Thousands. You got. You got throat issues. You got no, a lot of issues, buddy. What, I, I can. I can. Uh, I, I can just say, why is it? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, fine, you want to show this tweet? Yo, Nick, look at Brian Johnson's tweet. I saw the tweet. Okay. All and right. I'm actually my question is, is how is he measuring his nighttime erection volume? Is there like a penis pump with sensors on it? Like that he's yeah, got strapped? You, you yeah, wait, it says it's machine plus up. settings. It's got 48 joules. <laughs> wait, no, 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 it's no, no. New, it's a new no. aura ring product. Hold on one sec. <laughs> so two things. The thing that he was writing about was the electric shock therapy that you add to your dick where you where you shock your penis 
and the result is it gives you more nighttime erections. Now, I don't know what the situation is. Sure you I, don't. This wasn't okay, okay. This wasn't a metric that I previously was focused on. It's an like, indicator of your biological age, Nick. Okay. So now the question is, how do I track it? And Clemente, you said aura ring now has a, a dick monitor exclusion. <laughs> that was, Are that you? was a joke. That was a joke, but there is he does wear a a penis uh boner monitor uh i don't think it's Jesus a uh, or it might be aura's beta testing or something so, so yeah, i mean what here's, the here's, fuck here's, are you talking about no aura is not <laughs> there's no there's no way that they're no, i heard they this. are i heard they are yeah, i heard they are they, they are they just messaged me nick they want to sponsor you to make some content around this live they're, they're not doing a penis monitoring uh solution i'm telling you Aura ring is not doing it. Well, we're including you, you got that much penis issues. You probably got a porn addiction, uh, <laughs> or like you just don't fucking work out or eat steak. Hold on, I mean, here you go. That Sex bit owner is the Fitbit for your penis. <laughs> it's, a it's a cock ring. Okay, <laughs> Nick, we got it. I'm just telling you what it is that met that I think. Uh, so this is what you need, but it also appears to be a vibrator. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nick, so, why did I just get an alert that you ordered this <laughs> on the company bank account too? What 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 are you doing, man? Sex for fit the personal the trainer for. Him. So it gives you a performance review to give a reflection on your previous performances. So this is actually monitoring in sex, like like during sex monitoring, which I'm interested in. I think a little bit of. Uh, measurement during sex to just make sure you're bringing maximum, you're giving maximum thrust. Okay. The, uh, well, uh, like on, e on each yeah, sex I'm sure, session. I'm sure nothing gets, you know, your partner more excited than during a lovemaking <laughs> session for like a ding to go off. And you're like, <laughs> oh, wow. I, need a I don't know about you, uh, Kicks, but all my partners have always enjoyed a nice vibrating they're, sensation. They're, they're performance driven. That <laughs> performance driven. I, I mean, I think that I would be interested in quantifying these things. You like get done. And you're like, all right, babe, let's take a look at the, let's look at the, the stats. Let's look at the breakdown. You, got, you made it six thrusts this time. And I'll be like, that's an all time record, baby. Pr pretty good. Six thrusts. So I will say Brian Johnson is engaged with several of my tweets in response to his stuff, including multiple replies to me. But he did not acknowledge the tweet that I wrote in reply to that tweet from him, which I was very upset about because I thought it was quite funny. However, Nick Carter from the Bitcoin space, big time Bitcoiner, the author of the uh, viral article Operation Chokepoint 2.0 did like my tweet. I think he got the joke. So that was a, a nice one right there. I'm looking forward to eventually interviewing Brian Johnson in one way or another and just cataloging all the tweet replies and getting his take on uh, on what he thought of them because he does seem to have a sense of humor. Uh, Kicks, did you want to add something? Yeah, I'm just, I, it's just always so curious to me the people that get super into life extension end up looking like vampires. I don't know if that's like a, just like a side effect or... I think that's because he's a vegan. Dude, like... Yeah, it must be. I don't know. Like the dude's skin looks transparent. I, the, a lot of times the vegans are going to hate me for this. But a lot of times, I, like at one time, uh, someone brought me to a vegetarian food festival. And let's put it this way. There were a bunch of Brian Johnsons running around over there. Um, so anyway, the, the vegan community that's listening right now is probably going to off me for this. But anyway, uh, that's a, a sensitive subject. Clemente, let's drop this free NFT. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> 
Well, you're not ready, buddy. That I, well, I, I am, I am uh, the password for today's. Free Are you? NFT. You want to speak into the microphone, Clemente? Coding twenty-five. Why does he, that sound? It, because he's got it like this. He's just. This is what he's like, doing. What, because he doesn't like. What what is this, Clemente? Is this the right way to do a microphone? Uh, <laughs> I really don't know if this, this is it. This you speak into the front of the microphone. So similar, like to the when you think of a monitoring solution, right? When you're thinking about the the Nick, the can you launch the free NFT, please? <laughs> Clemente, like this, buddy. I went over your house to install this for a reason. The password for today's free look, NFT look is beautiful. coding twenty five c o d i n g two five. Go claim that at the nifty dot slash claim. Coding 25, coding 25 is the password. <laughs> I'm going to claim that right now as well, ladies and gentlemen. Cl claim it, Clemente. Coding 25. Go to the nifty.com. Put in the password coding 2525 uh, for the free NFT today. Clemente, can we see it while you claim it, buddy? Check oh. that out. That's the right password, too. Coding. Right Look at this. We're ready to go. I'm just gonna shrink this text font size because this this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> well, you got the we got the front end guy starting today. He can probably clean that up in like 30 minutes. Um, he's he's not gonna be able to do that task. <laughs> he can code, okay? Kevin can code. Um. I've had enough of this nonsense. Nick doesn't uh, like the new line of clothing we're launching, the Nick Can't Code line. I don't know what to tell you, man. I also have my own line of clothing that's launching that I'm not going to disclose what it's called yet. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time, right here on Twitter Spaces. Also available on YouTube for the video stream. A lot of I know a lot of the Twitter listeners maybe haven't processed that yet, but it is also available on YouTube. You can also share the show with people via audio podcast, Apple, Spotify podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to share the show with folks outside of the NFT space, we'll be back tomorrow to close out the week. Go to the nifty.com, claim the free NFT, the nifty.com slash claim with the code. Co I mean, uh, coding 25. I don't know exactly why Clemente made that the password for today's ancient Egypt themed free NFT, but it's okay. We're going to give him a pass because he's, uh, he's been working his butt off. That's a dumbass code. Yo, oh. that was a dumb code, dude. What are you doing? Oh, that was... <laughs> Nick's in a silly mood. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I was up too late watching Beef starring Ali Wong. What are you doing, dude? Clemente, what are you doing? Okay, we're getting dude. some characters from Nick. I always love it. I could uh, I could listen to Nick do characters all day. Silly Nick is a good Nick to have. Cranky Nick is not very good, though, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways... Come on, man. We're just having some fun. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We have a kick-ass guest tomorrow. Sergio Silva, former Goldman Sachs guy, now Fireblocks guy, product guy, Web3 guy, really good uh, analyst that comes he, he wears sex monitoring wear as well. That's okay. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know if he's participating in... He's pretty big on that. Uh, you can ask him. Uh, I'm not uh, going to ask... I'm not That's going to ask him that. Question. Okay. Well, I, I actually do believe you're going to ask him that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
Follow Brian Johnson for more tips on rejuvenation as we covered in today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next time.